Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Toldais, we read that there was a famine in the land of Israel, and therefore Yitzhak went to live near Avimelech Melech Plishtim, Avimelech the king of Plishtim, which is in the southwest corner of Eretz Yisrael, Gerorah. And he went to a place called Geror. Among the events that took place in Geror is the following. Beginning from chapter Chav Vav, Pasuk Chav. It says, Vayachbaru Avdei Yitzchok Banachal, that the Yitzchok's servants, they dug in the valley or in the riverbed, and they found there a well of living water. In other words, a spring that produced its own, had its own source of water. However, the shepherds of Gror, the Plishti shepherds of Gror, they quarreled with the shepherds of Yitzchok, Lemor, saying, Lano Hamoyim, the water is ours. And so he, presumably Yitzchok, called the name of this well Asik, which Rashi says means contention. Ki his asaku imo. Because they, the Plishtim, they contended with him, they quarreled with him over this Be'er. We'll take a quick look at the Rashi on Pasuk Chaf. Asik, Rashi says, is ir-ur, arguing, contending. Ki hisasku imo, and he gave it this name because they had contended with him. Rashi says, nisasku imo aleho, they were involved with Yitzchak regarding this be'er, v'meriva v'irur, with quarreling and contention. So he dug a well. However, the plishtim argued and said it was theirs. We continue. Vayachbaru be'er acheres, they dug another well. Vayarivu gam aleho, and they quarreled also regarding it. Vayikro shmo sitno. And so, Yitzhak called it Sitno. Rashi says Sitno. He tells us uh, how to translate this, this word into the old French vernacular that he spoke, and he calls it Nuissement, which the later commentators say means harm or damage. So he referred to this well with the name harm or damage. And we continue. Vayatek Misham. Yitzhak moved away from there, and he then dug another another well, and this one they did not quarrel with him regarding this third well. And so Yitzhak called it Rechovos, from the root Reish Ches Beis, 
which means broad or wide. Vayomer, and he said, Ki atah, because now, Hirchiv Hashem lanu, Hashem has broadened us, Hashem has given us more space. Ufarinu va'aretz, and we will now be able to be fruitful in the land. And that is the end of this little section of text. Ranban, in his commentary, raises the following question. We'll read a few words. Yisaper HaKasuv, the scripture tells this story, V'yarich, and it tells it at length, V'inyin HaBe'eros, in this matter of the wells. V'ein B'pshute HaSipur To'elis. And the Ranban says that in the simple facts of this story, there is no To'elis, there is no benefit, there is nothing to be learned from it. And there is no great honor for Yitzchak. And so instead, Ranban tells us that these psukim are to be understood as a remez. They are a hint to future events. The Ranban says that in this story of the wells, there is an inyan nistor besaychai. There is a matter that is hidden within it. And he says it is coming to tell us Devar Osid. It is coming to tell us something that will take place in the future. We'll read a few more words. Kiva'er Mayim Chayim Yermoz Levesalokim. The Be'er Mayim Chayim, this well of living water, actually the three wells of living water that Yitzhak dug, or his servants dug, it is a reference, it is a hint to the house of Hashem. Asher Ya'asu Vanov Shal Yitzhak that the children, the descendants of Yitzhak, will someday make. In other words, it is a hint to the Beis HaMikdash. And now Ranban says, V'koro harisha in Asik. Yitzhak called the first of these wells Asik, that it was uh, a matter for contention and quarreling. So that is a hint to the first Beis HaMikdash. The Ranban says, because regarding the first Beis HaMikdash, the various nations made with us many disagreements, many quarrels, and many wars, until eventually they destroyed it. The second well, says the Ranban, Yitzhak called Sitna, and he says, this is Shem Koshem in Arishan. This is a name, this is a word, which is even harsher than the first. We translated Sitna as Nezek, as damage, Ranban says this is a harsher term than the than that which was used for the first well, which was Asik contention. And he says this is a hint to the second Besamekdash, which also was destroyed. He says eventually Hechrivu, eventually the the nations destroyed it, the Golomimenu Golusro'a, and we were exiled from it, a very bad exile. And now the third well, the Ranban says, Yitzhak called Rechavos, broadening. He says, Hu abayas osid, this is the future Beis HaMikdash, that it will be built speedily in our days, it will be made without any quarreling or contention, etc. 
So Ramban says that these psukim are not to be read according to their simple translation and their simple meaning, but rather they are to be understood as remez, they are hints to future events that will take place. And that is their toelis. They are coming to tell us what is going to happen in the future, and presumably they are coming to give encouragement to Jews who are going to read these psukim in times of exile. That is the Ranban's opinion about these psukim. I would like to raise the question, what does Rashi say about these psukim? What is his opinion? What is written in Rashi's commentary is very, very brief. He explains the word Asik and the word hisasku in Pasik Chaf. In Pasik Chaf Aleph, he ex- translates the word sitna. In Pasik Chaf Beis, he translates the words uferinu va'oretz, uh, we will be fruitful in the land. But other than that, Rashi really does not say anything about these psukim. Now, if Rashi felt that in Pshutai Shel Mikra, that in the simple meaning of the psukim, these psukim have no toelis, they have no uh, benefit for us, as Ramban uh, raises the question, then Rashi surely would have said so. We know in the first Pasuk in the Torah, Breshis Bore Elohim, Rashi says, Eina Mikra ze Omer, Eladarsheni. This Mikra is, this Pasuk is saying to you, expound me in a Midrashic fashion, because, as Rashi explains there, he couldn't figure out what the Pasuk means in its, on its simple level. So he said, we must, uh, we must go on to another level. Here too, if Rashi agreed with Ranban that the only toelis, the only benefit to this story is Bederech HaRemez, is to interpret it as a hint of future events, then I think Rashi surely would have said something. Furthermore, I have mentioned in the past, in the name of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Zechroin of the that Rashi's commentary on the Torah is a complete commentary. It is not merely a collection of interesting things that Rashi said about some psukim, many psukim in fact, but other psukim, he didn't have anything particularly interesting to say, so he left them blank. No, that is not the case with Rashi's commentary. Rashi intended to explain the entire Torah. In those places where Rashi does not write anything, we must explain those places in one of two ways. Either we must say that Rashi felt that an intelligent reader would understand them for himself or for herself, and therefore he didn't feel the need to write anything about it, about it, or perhaps he felt that he had really already explained those psukim, that if one would look <coughs> at other comments that he made about other psukim, one would understand these psukim, or this pasuk, that is in front of him. So therefore, when Rashi does not comment about something, it doesn't mean that he had nothing particular to say about it, but it means that we have to find 
an explanation, either a very simple explanation or an explanation based on something else that Rashi himself says. In this case, I believe that we can find the, the, the key to this to these psukim can be found in another parsha, in the end of Parshas Shemois and in the beginning of Parshas Va'era. Towards the end of Parsha Shemais, Moshe Rabbeinu goes at Hashem's direction to Paro, and he wants Paro to lighten the workload on the Jewish slaves in Mitzrayim. Paro not only does not lighten the load, but he makes the load much heavier. And Moshe Rabbeinu goes back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he says, Why have you dealt badly with this nation? Why did you send me? It's not working out. They're only making matters worse for the people. And you have not rescued your people from their sufferings. And now we come to the beginning of Parshas Vaera. And Hashem says to Moshe as follows, I appeared in the past to Avraham, to Yitzchak, and to Yaakov with the name El Shaddai, which is a descriptive name. It's not Hashem's actual name, but a descriptive name. But my name, Hashem, which is my actual name, I did not, I was not known by it to them. We'll talk more about what that might mean. And also I established my covenant with them, with the Ovois. To give them the land of Canaan. And I have heard the moaning of B'nai Yisrael, because the Egyptians are enslaving them. Therefore, tell the B'nai Yisrael that I am going to take them out of Mitzrayim, etc., etc. And finally, we come to chapter Vav, Pasuk Tes. It says, Vayidabra Moshe Kain al B'nai Yisrael, Moshe spoke this over. He told this over to Bnei Yisrael. Moshe. They did not listen to Moshe. Because of their shortness of breath. And because of the hard work. Now here, Rashi quotes a Midrash, which explains this whole section of text. Let us take a look at the Rashi again on Perik Vav, Pasuk Tes in Sefer Shemois. He says, Rabbi Senu Dorashuhu the Inyan Shalmala. Our rabbis in the Gemara Sanhedrin, they expound these psukim in such a way that it is a continuation of what was written just before it in the end of Parshas Shemais. Sha'omra Moshe, Lama Hariyaisa, because Moshe said to Hashem, Why are you dealing, why have you dealt badly with this nation? Amarliya Kodesh Borahu. So Kodesh Baruch Hu answered, Chaval al It's a shame that 
there are great tzaddikim, meaning the Ovais, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, who have been lost, and the likes of which have not yet been found, meaning you, Moshe Rabbeinu, are not living up to the greatness of the Ovais. Hashem was saying, it is proper for me to mourn over the death of the Ovais. Because many times I revealed myself to them using the name Kel Shakai, and they did never said to me, and what's your real name? The first time I met you, so to speak, the first time that I spoke to you, you said, You asked me that if the people will ask me, uh, what is his name? What, what will I tell them? You wanted to know right away. What is my true essence? Vagam Hakimoisi, and that Rashi continues to explain the Pasik where HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe that I established my covenant with the Avais. Says Rashi, and here, listen very carefully. Ukshabikesh Avram Likbore Sora, when Avraham wanted to bury Sora, Lemotza Kever. He could not find a burial place until he bought one for a lot of money. As we know from Parshas Chaye Sora, he paid 400 shekel for a burial place for Sora. And similarly, Yitzchok, they contended, they quarreled with him regarding the wells that he had dug as we just read. V'chein Yaakov, and similarly Yaakov, v'yikein eschelkas ha'sodeh. It says when he returned from his many years of working for his father-in-law Lavan, when he returned to Eretz Yisrael, he bought a portion of a field, he bought a plot of land, says Rashi, lintos ohalo, just in order to stretch out his tent. In other words, even though he was now coming home to the land that had been promised him, but it still cost him a lot of money just to have a place to set up some tents. Rashi continues, And yet the Ovais did not wonder, they did not question my attributes. They did not question, well, what, how, they didn't say to me, well, this isn't fair, you promised us the land, why is it that we have to pay a lot of money to live there, and why is it that when we, when we want to dig wells, the local inhabitants argue with us? They didn't question. You said, As soon as I sent you on a mission and it didn't work right away, you came back and complained. You said, Now, Rashi tells us that this Midrash is It does not sit well. It does not reconcile itself well with the Psukim in Parshas Shemois and Parshas Ve'era. He says, for many reasons. One reason is, Rashi says, that according to the Midrash, Hashem's complaint against Moshe Rabbeinu is that the Ovais never asked Hashem, what is your real name? And Moshe Rabbeinu right away did. But Rashi says, the Pasuk doesn't say, Ushmi Hashem Le The Pasuk does not say, In the name of Hashem, the others did not ask me. The Pasuk says, Ushmi Hashem Le Lahem. 
I didn't make it known to them. And also, Rashi raises a question that how could the Pasuk say, how could it be that Hashem said to Moshe that Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov never were told the name Hashem, but it says in Hashem's first appearance to Avraham, Ani Hashem, I am Hashem who took you out of Orkastim. And other questions that Rashi has. So he says, This Midrash does not sit well with the Psukim. And therefore, he says another explanation of this whole section of text in the beginning of Parshas Ve'era. Now, the Midrash is not Pshutai Shal Mikra in Parshas Ve'era. That Rashi makes that case very strongly. However, if you think about it, it is Pshutai Shal Mikra. It is the simple meaning of many Psukim in Sefer Bracious. The facts of the Midrash are really beyond reproach, beyond question. It is 100% true that when Avram wanted to bury Sarah, he had to buy a burial plot for a lot of money. When Yitzchak dug some wells in Eretz Yisrael, the Plishtim quarreled with him, and the Plishtim claimed that the wells were theirs. And when Yaakov came back from his father-in-law Lavan, he had to buy a field in Eretz Yisrael simply to stretch out his tent. All of those are unquestionable facts in Sefer Bracious. And what I think the Midrash is telling us is something that the Gemara in Mesech de Brachos tells us. We, re- we learn in Mesech de Brachos, Davhei Amad Aleph, near the bottom of the page. Tanya, we learned in Abraisa. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Yomer, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai says, Sholosh Matanas Toivais Nosana Kodesh Baruchu Yisrael. There are three good gifts that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to Yisrael. V'chulon lo'y nesanon ela al yedei Yisurin. But all of them he only gave through Yisurin, through suffering. Although Hashem gives us these three gifts, we have to pay with difficulty. Eloheinu, and these are they, Torah, ve'eretz Yisrael, ve'olam habo. The Torah, the land of Israel, and the world to come. And the Brisa tells us a scriptural source for each one. We'll just take a, the, take a look at the source for Eretz Yisrael. Dixiv, as it's written in Sefer Dvorim, chapter Ches, Ki kasher yaser ish ezbeno, just as a person will rebuke and sometimes punish his son, Hashem alokecha mi yasreka. Hashem, your God, is rebuking you. Uksiv basrei, and it's written immediately following that statement, Ki Hashem alokecha meviyecha el eretz teva. Hashem, your God, is bringing you to a good land. The Pesach there is saying that Hashem said, Moshe Rabbeinu said to the Klal Yisrael, it's true that going through the Midbar, going through Midbar Sinai, and wandering about in Midbar Sinai was not always a pleasant experience, but it was Hashem's way of teaching us. And what does it say immediately following that? Hashem is bringing you to a good land. So we see that those Yisurim, those unpleasant 
experiences in the Midbar were the price that we had to pay for receiving the gift of Eretz Yisrael. It comes out that I think with just a little bit of thought, we can understand the psukim in Parshas Toldos with which we began. Yitzhak Avinu experienced a famine, so he had to move from one part of Eretz Yisrael to the land of Plishtim, which is also considered to be part of Eretz Yisrael. That in itself was some difficulty that he had to undergo. And then he dug a well, but the Plishtim argued with him. And so he called the well Asik, contention. They dug another well, and they quarreled about that one also, and he called it Sitna, damage. And then he dug another well, and this one they did not fight with him. And therefore he called it Rechovos, he called it with a name that is based on the root word for broad or wide, and he said, Ki And he said, Now Hashem has widened our boundaries, and we will now be able to be fruitful in the land. In other words, this little narrative is part of a larger theme. Each one of the Ovais had to go through some difficulties in the settling of Eretz Yisrael. Avram had to go through the problem of buying at great expense a burial plot for Sarah. Yaakov had to go through the difficulty of paying a considerable considerable amount of money merely to pitch his tents. And this, in Parshas Toldos, is the part of the phenomenon that relates to Yitzchak. That Yitzchak, when he dug wells, they fought with him. Until finally, he dug a well and they did not fight with him. And what did he say when finally he had achieved some peace and quiet? He says, Now we can be fruitful and we can be successful in this land. This approach satisfies the Ramban's requirement that there must be a to'elis, there must be some benefit, there must be some lesson that can be derived from this story. There certainly is an important lesson. It satisfies the requirement of the Lubavitcher Rebbe that we now see how Rashi's commentary is a complete commentary. We are not left to say that Rashi merely left these psukim blank because he had nothing to say about them, but rather an intelligent reader could easily have come up with the explanation that we gave. And we also uh, satisfy the point that I brought up, that if Rashi felt that these psukim could not be explained according to Pshutah Mikra, he surely would have said so. But the answer is, he did feel that they could be explained in Pshutah Mikra. In fact, he felt that it's so simple that he didn't even have to say so. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. 
Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash minagain be more.